Welcome to Academy Days, a Christian fiction podcast for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Welcome to the story. Academy Days, Episode 34, Horse Farm. I can't stay in this house alone. Lacey Winters jumped off the bar stool, a half-eaten bagel in one hand. I was going to freshman days at his college next week, and Flora's visiting friends, and Aunt Nina... Mom held up her index finger. Lacey, nobody is asking you to stay here alone. Dad and I are just letting you in on our plans. We only decided a few weeks ago to go on an anniversary trip, and we finally got all the details worked out last night. But don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. Lacey stared at her mother. Nothing like being the inconvenient youngest child. Why didn't her parents just call her a carpet bag and store her in the garage attic with the spiders? Eppy whimpered and jumped, her furry paws scrabbling against Lacey's knees. Lacey bent down and picked up her miniature-sized dog. Eppy snuffled and tuffed and craned her neck in the direction of the abandoned bagel. Check with your friends, and I'll call Grandma... We'll figure something out, Mom said. Lacey shrugged. Yeah, okay. If only this were 18th century England. She could have gotten a job as a maid in a manor house for the week, and then she would have fallen in love with the Duke's son. And yeah, they would have faced great opposition from the Duke and Duchess, since Lacey wouldn't have been part of the upper crust, but with true love and the sudden revelation that Lacey was actually a viscountess. And if you can't stay at Grandma's, maybe you could stay here, and I'll get Mrs. Mead to come stay. Lacey's arms went slack, and Deppie dropped to the floor with a yip. A babysitter? Mom! In case you've forgotten... I'm 15 years old. I should be the one doing the babysitting. Mom held up her hands. Fine. Stay here by yourself or check with friends. Lacey looked down at Eppy. The dog looked up at her, shook, and turned towards the door. One friend down, a few more to go. Lacey gripped the handle of her suitcase and took a deep breath. Was she really about to spend a few days staying over at London Pella's house? London, senior, popular, funny, beautiful. Lacey, lowly sophomore, bookworm, thinker of clever comments two days after the conversation had ceased, chronic loser of hair accessories. She adjusted her headband. She was also about to stay at one of her teacher's houses. Weird. What if Mr. Pella suddenly asked her to recite the Gettysburg Address or the Preamble? Maybe she should just go back home. To her old Victorian house that creaked. She rang the doorbell. London swung the door open. Hey, Lace, come on in. Watch your step. My dad's turned the foyer into an extension for his workshop. Something about climate control for a sensitive antique? Lacey wrinkled her nose against the sharp scent of polyurethane. I didn't know your dad worked on furniture. I thought he just taught history. It's a side job. London lowered her voice. Just a warning. Never mention the word flakeboard in his hearing. Flakeboard? Lacey blinked. Flakeboard? 
Mr. Pella's voice echoed from somewhere in the house. London? You're not trying to buy something off that site for prefabricated furniture, are you? He entered the foyer. I can get you real furniture that'll last you a lifetime. But, Dad, I'm leaning towards a more modern look for my room. You know, sleek white and asymmetrical. Mr. Pella pulled a paint-spattered hanky out of his pocket and swiped at his forehead. Where did I go wrong in bringing up this child? Lacey slowly raised her hand. Um, Mr. Pella, what is flakeboard? The history teacher choked. Flakeboard? It's the fast food chicken nugget of furniture, that's what it is. A vision of a giant chicken nugget in the shape of a beanbag chair popped into Lacey's mind. Sounded right up Ira's alley. It's wood scraps and glue. People slap paint on it and try to call it modern and sleek. Mr. Pella shoved the hanky into his pocket and knelt on a drop cloth next to some kind of spindly writing desk. It's like calling hot dogs filet mignon. He brushed a fleck of dust off the desk. Criminal. London grabbed Lacey's arm and pulled her towards the kitchen. Is he okay? Lacey whispered. Oh, yeah. I think maybe a card table collapsed on him as a child or something. He has strong views on fake furniture and fake food. Mrs. Pella came out of the laundry room with a basket of folded clothes. London, did you tell Lacey the plan? Oh, yeah. So my parents have an out-of-town job again, and when I told them about that journalist, they were kind of freaked out like you were. London shrugged. Anyway... They want me to come with them from now on when they both go on work trips. Lacey dropped her suitcase. Oh, then I should go back home? She gripped the end of her braid. Mrs. Pella shook her head. Oh, no, I just got off the phone with your mom. It's okay for you to come, too, and I think you'll enjoy it. The senator I've been working for has a horse farm in Virginia. He wants some work done in a stable attic he's converting into an apartment. A horse farm. A giddy vibration ran through Lacey's heart. Old memories from fourth and fifth grade came to mind. She was curled up in her tower hideaway with a horse book, one of the Saddle Club series or Misty of Shinkatig. How many times had she cried over the scene where the Pied Piper called and Misty's mom swam back to the island to rejoin the wild horses? Lace, are you good with that new plan? London asked. Lacey grinned. Totally. Okay, girls, the senator's not going to be home while we're here, Mrs. Pella said as Mr. Pella entered a long drive bordered by fence. But he said we can ride. If the stable master is present and we wear helmets. Lacey, have you ever ridden before? No. That's okay. London has. She and Mr. Yoder can help you out, and the senator said he had a couple of older, calmer horses good for beginners. Lacey glanced at London. How did people from little old Easton have connections like this? Not only was she about to stay several days on a national politician's estate, but the guy was easygoing about sharing his pampered horses. Lacey brushed a hand across her forehead. Maybe she'd fallen down a flight of stairs again. Now, Mrs. Pella turned her body so she could make eye contact. 
I know we're on private property, but I still want you girls to check in with us often. Don't go anywhere alone. Stay together. We're staying in the guest house. The senator hires a lot of people: government staff, groundskeepers, house staff, animal handlers. But I want you girls to be smart, okay? Stay out in the open or around the stable when you're not in the guest house. Lacy nodded. Sounded like something her mom would say when they went on vacation. Mrs. Pella turned back around. All right, let's see what kind of challenge this stable apartment will be. I hope he has a good ventilation system installed. Nobody wants to smell horse sweat and manure while they're trying to cook dinner. Anybody who's willing to live above a barn must be aware of the risk, Mister Pella said, just as a huge house came into view. Well, we're not talking pigs and cows, dear. Horses are at least. She stopped talking and grabbed her husband's arm. I thought he said his team was working in D.C. this week. A group of men in suits strolled towards the front entrance of the house. The senator is going to be here. London leaned forward. We can introduce Lacy. London, sit back, please. Mrs. Pella said, "Tony, should we reschedule?" Tony, Lacy looked at Mr. Pella in the rearview mirror. Oh yeah, teachers did have first names, didn't they? Mr. Pella shook his head. It will be fine, but Mr. Pella reached over and loosened his wife's grip on his upper arm. He switched hands on the steering wheel and continued to hold his wife's hand as he drove past the main house towards a cottage situated beyond a pool and a tennis court. Lacy put her window down and leaned her head into the breeze. People actually lived like this, like people other than the Queen of England. A maid met them at the cottage and ushered them into the house. Lacy and London took their suitcases upstairs and unpacked in a huge loft room with floor-to-peak windows facing rolling horse pastures. Something's up, London whispered, making sure the bedroom door was closed. Did you see how nervous my mom got when she realized the senator was on the grounds? I've worked with her at his other house. He even showed up to check something once, and it hardly fazed her. He's just a human being, she said. Well, isn't he still? Lacy twisted her fingers together. Human being or not, he's powerful and famous. I get tongue-tied around the popular kids at ECA. If the senator tries to talk to me, I'll probably throw up. Why? London grabbed a hairbrush from her bag. Because, Lacy plopped onto a couch and tugged a pillow. He has to be incredibly smart and capable. And if he asks me about my political views, I'll probably accidentally say something unpatriotic and get put in front of a firing squad. London lowered the hairbrush. First of all, we're not living under the Third Reich, and second, I meant, why do the popular kids at our school scare you? Lacy grabbed a second pillow. Nah, now how did you tell a popular person why they made you nervous? It was like being called on to bear your faults to the fearless. Well, popular people—they're quick, quick. London tossed her hairbrush into her bag. Like fast? N- no, like quick to think, snarky. 
They walk around making these slam dunk comments all day, and I have no idea how to respond. So I just don't talk to them at all in the first place. London blinked. Slam dunk snark. Yeah, I can see that. Lacy propped her chin on the pillows. Or they're talking about pop culture. You know, my parents. They're kind of cagey about how much time I spend online and what I watch. So I'm usually not up on the latest. Yeah, I get ya. Or, Lacy scrunched the pillows, her fingers digging into quilted cloth. They're talking about people, and that makes me feel squeamy. London grinned, squeamy. Lacy sighed and released the pillows. They spring fell onto the floor, fascinated and sick. At the same time, girls, ready for the tour? Mrs. Pella called from below. London scooped up the pillows. When you put it like that, Lace, I guess I understand why some people make you nervous. She positioned the pillows, overlapping diamond style, in the center of the couch. But maybe she cocked her head, hands on hip, and then adjusted the pillows. Maybe the reason you get nervous isn't just about how you view the popular students. Maybe it has something to do with how you look at yourself. She looked up, eyes wide, and grinned. Wow, Carmen is definitely rubbing off on me. Did that not sound like something Carmen would say? Lacy nodded. Pretty much. She followed London onto the landing outside the loft room. But what did London mean about the way she looked at herself? She'd always been Lacy Winters, prone to daydreaming, interested in the world's hidden among pages, airheaded, right? Naive. I wish the girls weren't here when we have to do this job. Mrs. Pella's low voice filtered up from the landing. How long does it take, with so many people on the estates? And that's exactly why we have to do our part now. Mr. Pella's voice came next. This kind of gathering is when the right person might say the right thing. Funny way to put it, Mrs. Pella sighed. Just, we'll forget it if we don't think we can do it safely. This guy seems to have plenty of work for us. This won't be our last chance to. Lacy shivered and her foot shifted. The floor creaked. Girls, ready. Mr. Pella called out. London raised her eyebrows and mouthed, "See, she's nervous." Ready, she called. Lacy followed London downstairs as Mr. Pella opened the front door, and the scent of freshly mown grass breezed into the woodsy interior of the cottage. She shivered again. If grown-ups were nervous around some people, what hope did she have to grow out of the fear herself? Or. Was something genuinely strange going on here? Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. If you have the time, please leave a review below and share the podcast with somebody else who enjoys fiction. Thanks a ton. Bye.